Welcome to another edition of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. As always, this High School Insider Podcast is presented by our local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the play of the game is always chicken. Log into the Chick-fil-A app for easy contactless ordering. And uh, a lot of news, obviously, this week with the uh, Big Ten Conference postponing all fall sports, including football, for this uh, 2020 season. I'm going to talk to uh, Ohio State junior quarterback Danny Vanatsky, a former CHCA standout, coming up in a little bit. But first, the conversation with Ohio High School Athletic Association Senior Director of Communications, Tim Street, as we continue to wait for word from the Ohio Governor's Office about approval for three contact sports, including high school football. Thanks for joining me, Tim. Thank you, Mike. Good to be on with you. Well, obviously, um, a lot of news around the high school sports world here in the state of Ohio this entire summer during the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, Tim, I want to get into a little bit about the, the student-athletes themselves. A lot of talk about uh, the OHSA and the Ohio Governor's Office really wanting that uh, the opportunities for these student-athletes to be out on the field, to be on the court, um, whatever it might be in any capacity of athletics this fall. Um, talk about maybe what the OHSA has heard from not only from coaches and athletic directors this summer, but maybe from families and parents. I'm sure there's been a lot of emails that have been sent uh, to the OHSA office there in Columbus about uh, the benefits of high school sports, especially during these difficult times. Sure. Well, I, Mike, I go back to March 12th on that Thursday when we were told to shut down our wrestling and girls basketball state tournaments and our hockey state tournament and our boys basketball regional tournament. And Boy, that seems like so long ago, but just just the heartbreak and the uh, disappointment that we all saw uh, from our schools and student athletes at that time. And uh, just living through that and seeing what our student athletes went through. And then that continued into the spring. Um, my neighbor has a, a senior uh, high school student athlete that missed his senior year of, uh, of track. And all those conversations over the fence that, you know, they, he lost his last year track. And so just to see the, the disappointment and, uh, and, and how all of our student athletes and schools had to go through that. Um, once we got through that and, and I, I say through it, there's some families that will live with that forever, but just this summer seeing how through um, our, I, um, you know, I want a season campaign that uh, the governor, Lieutenant governor Husted started um, through all of our training at home uh, messages that we put out in, in April and May um, to school campuses reopening and all the safety measures that our coaches and our student athletes are, they're doing everything we ask of them and that the governor asks of them to try to have a chance for a season. Um, it, it's been, uh, it's been an amazing uh, uh, summer just seeing how they've all come together and doing everything they can to have a season. So um, so we're here, you know, we're, we're getting into the middle of August. Um, we're really happy that four of our sports are approved to uh, have contests. Um, we're waiting on those final three. Uh, so um, I know it's hard to be patient right now, but we all have to be patient, including the OHSA and including our student athletes. But we know how bad they want to play and we're fighting for them. You know, some youth sports were given the green light this summer, obviously. But can you talk about the development of the student athlete, uh, maybe even in younger grades, um, what impact this pandemic has had maybe just on their development, not only physically, but mentally as well, not maybe not having those opportunities to go out and play their respective sports this summer. 
Oh, sure. I'm, and, and I'm a parent and, and my boys play baseball in the summer and, and they lost their summer season and just seeing the impact that had on them. Um, it, it, it's more than just about playing the sport. It, it's about being with your friends. It's about having that camaraderie. You know, we talk all the time about all the things that go into being a student athlete that are more than about wins and losses. <clears throat> and that sounds cliche. And, and we say that a lot, but it's true. And, and when you get that taken away from you, as a student athlete, it just puts a microscope on it because all the benefits you get, not only just physical activity, but social, emotional, physical, um, all those things are tied into growing up you know, to being a student athlete. I mean, almost all of us were student athletes and we know how important that is. So to have that taken away this spring was, uh, was really tough. Um, we're just so happy now that some of our fall sports are currently moving forward. Um, at least our other three sports can practice right now. Uh, that's a big part of, of all those benefits we just talked about. Um, and this, that last hurdle to, to get over is being approved for the games. And so that's what we keep working on. And that's what we're hoping for the green light. Obviously a lot of these student athletes, especially uh, as they grow into um, upper classes in, in high school, they want to play in college. They want to play at the next level. From your perspective, how are colleges going to evaluate some of these student athletes, given everything that's gone on through the pandemic, through really every season, uh, spring, uh, fall and winter, they've all been impacted in one way or another. Right. You know, Mike, we follow the the college uh, situation a little bit. Obviously, we work in athletics. That, that's a big part of sports in our country. So we're, we're we follow that to a certain extent. We're aware of that. Um, and we celebrate and we applaud those student athletes that do go on and play college sports. Uh, that's great for them. Um, a lot of us here at the OHSA were college uh, athletes. Um, however, we really don't focus on that a whole lot. Um, you know, 97% of our student athletes in Ohio don't play in college. So we really just focus on participation at the high school level. It's a fair question though. <clears throat> and I know that a lot of student athletes, especially for the spring sports that got canceled, are left wondering, how am I going to get noticed by colleges? How am I going to get recruited? Um, uh, I think a lot of the non-school teams ended up serving as that mechanism this summer. Um, harder in some sports like track and field, but you know, lacrosse and baseball, softball and tennis, I think have some non-school opportunities that probably led to that exposure that they missed from their school team in the spring. But there, there's, there's no other football out there other than OHSA football, and that's the big one that we keep hearing about that um, kids want to play. For a lot of kids, this is their shot to go to college, and that's one of the reasons why we're fighting so hard to have a football season. One other thought about uh, interscholastic sports before we kind of get into the OHSA and how it's dealt with this pandemic. But, uh, for example, if a season starts, uh, say this fall, and somehow stops or delays or postpones, um, what happens to the the school records and uh, maybe the individual and team milestones that that happen, um, whether they get accomplished or not during that uh, short time frame? What what happens to those types of uh, records? Sure. Well, if a game happens or a contest happens, those accomplishments will always live on and exist for the student athletes. You know, even if a student athlete only plays four football games this fall. Well, if they rush for 300 yards in a game, that still stands. You know, you cannot erase or take away completed contest accomplishments. So those will live on. Um, in, in terms of 
team statistics or records, you know, if it's a, a completed varsity game, that does count for the school's record unless there would be something that would happen where the game would be forfeited later, um, which would then be a loss. But, but even a, a forfeited game, if it happens, those statistics still do count for the student-athlete. And I want to pivot a little bit, Tim, to uh, the OHSA itself. Um, obviously, uh, it's a nonprofit uh, organization, the athletics governing body for scholastic sports here in the state of Ohio, uh, serves approximately 350,000 student athletes between uh, middle school and high school sports. Um, tell me, what's, what has been the biggest challenge through all this pandemic when you talk about going back to March and uh, the, the winter tournaments that uh, were eventually canceled, the remaining tournaments, as it were, because of the pandemic and the, the spring season, and now here we are talking about fall sports. Um, what's been the biggest challenge in all of this for the organization? Wow, that's a big question. Um, I think first and foremost, well, we've had a lot of challenges. <laughs> Let me put it that way. I think first and foremost, it would be the personal disappointment and just heartbreak for our state tournaments that did not happen. And especially in March with, with girls basketball, boys basketball, wrestling and hockey, just to get that far in your season and then have it taken away. Um, that was heartbreaking. You know, there, there were some schools in our girls basketball state tournament that had never been there before and got taken away. Um, so that was certainly the biggest just heartache. Um, and then to have it happen again for the spring, you know, just seeing what our schools and our student athletes and our coaches went through, uh, I think was for uh, that. That's what I'll always remember. Um, just the, the disappointment and the heartbreak. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, we're a nonprofit. Um, 80% of our operating revenue is generated from tournaments. Um, so if there are no tournaments, um, it is hard to operate the way OHSA typically wants to. Uh, we have 26 sports, um, just like at the college level, only some of those generate the revenue. Um, same thing at the college level. That's no secret. Um, we have not canceled any sports. We don't want to cancel any sports, and I don't think we will, but it sure makes it tougher to fund all 26 sports. Um, but, you know, so that, that's one. We, we've had staff cuts. Um, we've had salary cuts. We, you know, just like a lot of businesses, we have to make cuts for lots of reasons. Uh, no revenue is obviously the biggest one. So I think about that. I think about my staff that I had to let go. I think about them. Um, you know, on the communication side for, for what I do, um, I can list a hundred things that we typically would do on promoting high school sports and communications and social media and all that, that we went from a staff of uh, six to a staff of me. So just personally, <clears throat> that, that was tough to go through. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, and obviously we had the change in leadership uh, on July 6th. So that was just another uh, another piece of the puzzle that fit into the summer of 2020 that we'll remember for a long time. So the challenges keep coming and, and they're, they're going to keep coming. Um, you know, we're, we're still trying to get over one right now with the approval of three more of our sports. Um, we're going to go through this again in the fall with our winter sports. Um, we're going to go through it again in the spring with lacrosse, which is our only uh, contact spring sport. So it's going to be a school year similar to what we've had this summer. We've got a lot of challenges to overcome. Uh, we're just more dedicated and focused than ever, though, on doing everything we can to support our schools. Um, 
Our mission is to serve our schools. We do that every day. And we know that the vast majority of them want to play. They want to play all of our sports. And that's what we're working on every day. This association is at 113 years old. I was reading a little bit of the history of the OHSA um, this week on, on your website. And uh, Ohio has the fourth largest participation rate of high school sports in the entire country. Um, may sound like a basic question for you, Tim, but how interconnected is the OHSA with Ohio high school sports and how important is the value of high school sports in the state of Ohio? Well, for 113 years, you're right that it has been the governing body um, back in you know the early 20th century is when all this came together from an organized standpoint structure. Um, which was about the time most states went through that together. In the Midwest, it, it was almost every state organized at the same time in terms of high school sports, which was just a few years after the NCAA organized. So it was a moment in time when people knew that an organization needed to exist to, to function. And since then, just, just look at the growth and shows you how important it is. You know, as you mentioned, 350,000 student athletes, 26 sports. I mean, the OHSA, when it was founded, had one sport. That was track and field. That, that was why it was founded. And then it grew to golf and then baseball and then wrestling, you know, and we didn't have football till 1972 in terms of a sanctioned tournament. Um, schools, especially in Cincinnati, played in the late 19th century. So ju just seeing how it's grown, how we've added sports, um, I, I think all the time uh, back to lacrosse. Um, Lacrosse was an organized sport for a long time, but it was not an OHSAA sport. And they, the Lacrosse Coaches Association, met with, uh, at the time, Executive Director Dan Ross, met with Dr. Ross dozens of times, wanting to be an OHSA sanctioned sport. And it took a long time, but we got there, and now it is. Uh, bowling, <laughs> bowling is just such a success story because a lot of schools had bowling, um, but when the OHSA sanctioned it, it just exploded. It, it, you know, it was our fastest growing sport for a long time. Um, there's so many schools now that added a bowling team because the OHSA sanctions it and runs a tournament for it. So those two examples alone kind of illustrate the importance of what we do and how important sports are for our member schools. I'll leave you this final thought or final question for you, Tim. Just uh, why do you think the following is so significant here in the state of Ohio for high school sports, um, given all the history, the statistics you just mentioned, the number of teams, the number of student athletes? Why is there such a, a great following for high school sports in general? You know, I think there's some states in our country, um, it's a shrinking number, but especially in the Midwest, that high school sports in our schools and our communities, they're just so strong. And high school sports have been a part of the fabric of that community for 100 years, um, that it's, it's just what that community rallies around. They, they rally around the school. You know, it starts with the school. The school is so important to that community and that town and that area, that neighborhood, and the sports teams represent that school. And that, that's a huge part of why school sports are so important. Um, it's not that way in every state. I can tell you that much. There, there are some states that have minimal attendance at high school athletic events. Uh, their state tournaments are not, are not attended very much at all. Um, I, I remember Dr. Ross telling a story about how the, I think it was the Florida boys basketball state tournament. This is a few years ago. 
had a, a total attendance of about 20,000 fans for the state tournament. Well, we have that attendance after two games at the state tournament. So that that's just one example of how people support the schools, they support the student athletes, and uh, that that leads to the the structure and the organization that we have today. Um, and uh, just so thankful that our schools still know all the good things that come from sports and how it molds these young people into future leaders. And that's what sports does. Tim Street, OHSA Senior Director of Communications. Thank you for joining me. My pleasure, Mike. Well, the waiting game continues, obviously, for the OHSA and uh, over 700 high school football teams around the state of Ohio. The season starts the week of August 24th. And certainly we're hoping for a decision here very shortly from the Ohio governor's office to see if contact sports, including football, soccer, and field hockey, can move forward with school versus school competition. As always, this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is free chicken. Log in to the Chick-fil-A app today for easy contactless ordering. Well, obviously, the big news around the college football world this week was the Big Ten Conference's decision to postpone the football season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I had a chance to sit down and talk with Ohio State junior quarterback Danny Vanatsky, a former CHCA standout, just about an hour after the news was announced from the Big Ten Conference on Tuesday. Um, I guess, how did you find out about the, the Big Ten news this afternoon? Uh, we've known it was a possibility for a few days, obviously, but unfortunately we had to hear that through social media and whatnot. Um, and then we got a text, um, or we had a team meeting this morning, and Coach Day basically told us that uh, the Big Ten was going to meet today. Um, and so a couple of different things could happen. And then we had a team meeting at 2.45 um, p.m. earlier today, and um, – and that was when Gene Smith gave us the official news, um, which sucked. Um, Coach Day talked to us as well. Um, but that was one of those things where normally you're used to, you know, getting that source from somewhere else. And I guess at least we were able to hear that from, you know, the people who look after us, Gene Smith and Coach Day. Um, and they were the ones who were able to talk to us first, you know. Were you guys able to practice today or you just did yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, we had we had a little practice this morning and weightlifting and meetings, um, but then kind of gave us the day off, you know, while the before the news broke, that kind of thing, and then came back to the team meeting. Stuff was swirling around yesterday a lot. So, I mean, what were you and your teammates thinking? I mean, what did you have an inkling that it would be today, or I mean, what, it seemed like a lot of confusion yesterday. Yeah, it did exactly, and that uh, that only played into it more because you you know. These days, you never know who you can trust, you know, which sources necessarily, you know, you get a lot of contradicting stories. Um, so we were kind of just, you know, listening to the people who are in charge of us, Coach Day and Gene Smith, and uh, trusting that, you know, they'll they'll be transparent with us, and they have been. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you can't help but talk with your teammates about it, you know, see what guys think, um, you know. Uh, it's tough, though, you know, for the seniors and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a bummer that we kind of had to speculate for a while and there was no clear vision um, until today. What was Coach Day's message this morning? I mean, how how was that received by you guys, too? 
he's he wanted to ensure that we knew how proud he was of us and how much we've worked you know how talented of a team uh we're really cohesive and uh we had a lot of momentum going and i feel like you know he felt as well that we had done a great job this summer preparing and obviously we felt like we were safe there at ohio state in our little uh in our bubble in our facility and what we were doing um and yeah he's but it, then again, his message was stay prepared. You know, we never know when this season can happen. It could be the winter, it could be spring, that kind of stuff. Um, and so we'll be ready. Um, I think we're going to take a little time right now to you know, get situated, see what everything's going to look like um, in terms of, you know, what precautions Big Ten is going to take, what we're allowed to do, what we're not allowed to do. Um, but, yeah, it was a uh, pretty somber mood. Um, no way around that, though. When Gene Smith spoke to the team, at, you said 245. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, did he take questions from the players? I mean, did, did you guys ask anything? Not really. However, he's always transparent about that stuff. Like if guys want to afterwards, you come up and talk to him. Um, but he wanted it to be, you know, kind of quick. I mean, there was really nothing else he could say that would make it, make us feel any better, that kind of stuff. Um, so he was pretty much straight to the point And, you know, he was fighting for us, and he made sure that we knew that, that Coach Day was fighting for us, and our president was as well. Um, and, you know, we, we trust him with that stuff, and we know he is. He has our backs. Um, but, yeah, he just wanted to make sure that we knew we've, we've done everything we could. You know, we laid it all out there to have a season. Um, and it looks like it'll just have to be in a different capacity now. Did you feel like, Danny, there was a chance that maybe the delay was possible? Because I, I caught a little snippet of what Gene said, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there was a chance of that or if there was just kind of speculation. I thought so for sure um, in terms – I think it was the postponing could have been like September 26th, something like that, uh, with our altered schedule. Um, and I definitely thought that was um, – a possibility more so because I don't think a conference wanted to be the first one, at least of the power fives to make the decision. Um, but it ended up did being the big 10. Um, and I think that that's why I was kind of leaning, uh, maybe they'll just push back the decision again until more schools kind of talk about it, more conferences do. Um, so I was, I was pretty shocked that, that they just went ahead and canceled fall, the fall season as soon as they did. I imagine you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, 100%. Spoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you, um, you and your teammates, how are you still processing this? How have you kind of leaned on each other? Yeah, we've been, uh, obviously now in terms of you can't really like gather in large groups still, you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, I mean, I sent a text out to, all, to our quarterback group chat, letting everyone know, you know, we'll get through this. And if anyone needs anything, that kind of stuff, because we got some young guys in there too. Um, and then in terms of just everyone else, man, we're just – Gotta gotta help our seniors and the guys who came back, you know, with this uncertainty. But it looks like I think it does sound like the eligibility will get resolved, and that that shouldn't be a problem. Um, and so that was good news. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the guys who came back, you know, have been here four or five. We have Justin Hilliard's been here six years. You know, um, it's just I really hurt for them right now. Uh, put in so much, you know, prepared so well for this to be their last season and. Now, I mean, it's just uh, it's out of their control right now. Were you able to talk to Justin? He just got named a captain. Such a moving moment last For week. Sure. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, I'd been in his workout group all summer with him and the running backs, and um, 
and yeah, I mean, you, you feel him every day, you know, his passion and even more so this year with, cause he's finally healthy right now and he's really struggled with injuries in his past. And you know, I mean, he's, he looks great. was looking great and all the drills and everything. And he's going to have a huge year. Um, and he's still well, he's still well when we play. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was, I know, uh, I know he got my vote. Um, but it was, I was really happy to see that. And I know every other guy was too, you know, for a guy like that, who's just uh just a display of respect that the team still recognizes him, you know, for all he's done. He always does it the right way. Um, and so I don't think you can take that away from him. He's still an Ohio State football captain right now. And, uh, you know, we still have a team right now. It's hard to think of a bigger picture on a day like today, but how do you kind of wrap your mind around all this, knowing that the team has practiced, has gone through the, you know, the health and safety protocols, all that stuff. And how do you make sense of all that at this point? It's tough, you know, because we know we have at Ohio State, the problem, I mean, obviously the big problem is we feel – uh, from an elite perspective because we have, you know, all the resources that a lot of other schools don't like the Mac schools and stuff like that. So I feel for those schools because they, they aren't as fortunate as us in terms of, you know, the medical centers, athletic trainers, you know, just the access that we have. Um, so, you know, we feel like, oh, we would have been the last people to, you know, cancel our season because we had everything, you know, we'd done it all the right way. So I think in retrospect, it'll be a lot of, uh, be a lot of what, what could have been. But, um, but, you know, for us, we still, uh, we still have our eyes set on the season. We know whenever that is, whether it's winter, spring, you know, we'll, we'll be ready. And uh, for now, all we can do is, you know, keep preparing as if we are going to have a season. Has anybody talked about the next step at this point? I know Coach Day said, uh, you know, he's, obviously, he's given us tomorrow off um, and we'll uh, assess from there and, you know, he'll, figure out more specifics in terms of what our workout plans, what our stuff is going to look like. Um, but it sounds like for now that we're going to leave it up to until the big 10 establishes some rules and stuff like that for our hours and whatnot. Um, Cause I think we start school, we start school in about two weeks. So that'll be, you know, a little different too. another, another factor to play. Um, but yeah, we haven't gotten anything specific yet in terms of what our fall schedule might be like. What about you, just personally? Just kind of want to end this on a positive note here. Just uh, mm-hmm. how have you improved just from a year ago? And, and you just talk about your your development over the summer. Mm-hmm. I've you know I felt great ever since last season. You know, getting a lot of momentum there towards the end of the year. Um, you know, I've I felt really comfortable in the in the system and with the coaches and everything. And then we started spring ball, winter workouts, stuff like that. And uh, this is going to be my third year now in the system. And I think that's helped me a ton. You know, I, I never really understood it, you know, why oh, maybe a younger guy has a lot more talent than an older guy who's starting. But now I definitely understand, you know, being in a system for multiple years really helps you just understand the game better, understand where the coaches are coming from better. Um, and so I felt really confident in that and uh, taking pride in that almost, being able to help younger guys too with offense um, and stuff like that. Um but yeah, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm hurting right now, super bummed out about it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we'll be ready. I'll be ready. Play football whenever, man. Yeah. Have you leaned on, I'm assuming a lot of family and friends have reached out to you. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. is it one of those things where it's just nice to have people listen or are they offering some words of encouragement for you? It is for sure. You know, family's always going to be there and I got friends to be there. Um, 
you know, but uh, to a certain point, I can only say so much, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, people who are, um, who are looking out for me during these times or people who are just, you know, typical, like, you know, oh, what's, what's going on up there, man? You know, are you guys going to have a season? I'm like, I don't know. I know, you know, that kind of deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, my friends have been great. I, uh, my friends up here, teammates have all been really supportive. Coaches have been awesome. My family back home has always been always checking in on me. Um, but with that being said, they also trust, you know, Ohio state, uh, with, with how they're treating us, um, for good reason too. you know, they take great care of us up here. Um, and so I, I think, you know, as my junior now too, I think my family's kind of, kind of trusting of the, the faculty and the staff up here with me and whatnot. But yeah, it's been great, you know, hearing from people back at CHCA, just checking in with me, you know, making sure everything's good. And uh, my friends back home, I got friends playing at other schools, you know, just comparing, you know, these crazy times, you know, like, what are your guys' workouts like? What's your schedule like? That kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Before I let you go, I mean, what was it like just to practice with this? I mean, it's going to be such a unique situation. I mean, maybe as the days go on, you'll be able to kind of reflect a little bit more on that and just the, uh, the camaraderie you guys had. But I'm just kind of curious what that was like, like with inside yeah, your guys' team. Okay. It was it was really cool this year. I think um, from the offensive side of the ball, um, our offensive line was really experienced. We had guys like Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis, who are great leaders. Both of them were named captains. Um, and, you know, just the having a center out there. And then obviously we have Justin, who's, you know, going to do everything right. Great leader. Um, but I think just the vibe of having a center who's as confident and knowledgeable as Josh is in the offense um, and having a quarterback who's done, who's already succeeded at the college level, you know, uh, and knows everything going on uh, really helped our other positions. Cause we had some young guys at receiver. Um, and so they were able to, you know, lean on uh, Justin and some other, some of the other players a little more. So I think it was a really interesting dynamic there in terms of uh, guys felt like they were free to be able to play almost and, having a lot of fun with it. And then defensively, we had Coach Combs come in, so kind of a new new energy provided with that. Um, and so that was really cool to see, you know, and then we had Justin finally healthy guys like that, new guys on the defensive line. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was really neat, man. Our linebackers were great, tough Borland, three-time captain. Um, and, you know, just the coaches never had to worry about of whether we were doing the right thing necessarily, you know, cause they put it, put it in the hands of our players. Um, and everyone knows the expectations up here. So I think, uh, and you know, it's like that every year at Ohio state, you know, you'll have, uh, some great leaders, but I think this year more so than others, we had, uh, it was just so much respect for everyone around, you know, all the teammates, all the coaches that, uh, that I think everyone was really excelling. What have you learned the most from Justin Fields? I'm just curious. When you talked about your confidence levels really increased. And mm -hmm. I think just his, uh, Justin has a really, same with Dwayne. Dwayne had the same, but Justin has a really calming presence in terms of sometimes you might not necessarily be vocal uh, um, with the offense at times. Uh, he is more so now, obviously, but, um, but it's not necessarily, you don't, as a quarterback, you have, different kinds of guys, different different types of leadership. And um, with him, you know, he's super knowledgeable of the offense, um, obviously talented as heck. Um, 
And so I think his presence really helps younger guys look at him and know, okay, Justin's going to do the right thing. You know, I'll, I know I know the ball will be there. I know he'll make the right read, right, make the right protection call. Um, so in terms of that, I think I did, because I've always been the vocal leader in my past. Um, and with Justin, I did notice, you know, at times necessarily, I don't need to say something. I just need to, you know, show him that I can do it, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, Justin, Justin's great. I really appreciate it, Danny. Um, again, sorry for these circumstances, and I could tell this is an emotional day for you and probably everybody around the Columbus area there. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you doing this. Yes, sir. Thanks for reaching Thank out. You. Well, obviously, a very somber day in Columbus as the Big Ten Conference decided to postpone the 2020 football season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of details there from Danny Vanatsky of what went on during that announcement on Tuesday afternoon as uh, Athletic Director Gene Smith informed the players and the coaches of the decision to postpone the fall football season. I want to thank Danny Vanaski once again and also OHSA Senior Director of Communications Tim Street for his perspective, and we'll have all the coverage for you as uh, we continue to wait to see if the Ohio Governor's Office will approve high school football and its season for week one starting the week of August 24th. Be sure to check out uh, some of the stories I have on WCPO.com. In addition to talking to Danny Vanaski, I spoke with Wisconsin quarterback Chase Wolf, a former St. Xavier standout, and also Matt Sichterman, a Nebraska offensive lineman and former Kings High School standout, about their take on the Big Ten Conference news this week. Also, I kind of have a first-person account of uh, some of the things that have gone on in the high school world here uh, this past uh, few months with the pandemic and just the the craziness of uh, all the updates from the OHSA and the Ohio Governor's Office. So be sure to check that out on WCPO.com as well. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next week.